Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week we're diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I'm your host, Michelle Pouvert, and I'm chatting with the lovely Emma Johnson, who is a business success strategist and just amazing, wonderful person who can help talk us through systems, automations, delegating, streamlining, basically making it easier to run our businesses. And Emma and I have already had a lovely chat in her world, and I'm so excited to bring her to you today so that she can share all her goodness with us. So Emma, before we get too far in, do you want to give yourself a proper introduction? Tell us a little bit more about your business, what you do, all that goodness. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. It's absolutely fabulous to be here. So as Michelle said, my name is Emma Johnson. I'm founder of Emma Johnson & Co, which is a business that um, came about during COVID. I've been an entrepreneur now for about 20 years, but it was really when I had children that I, I took business seriously. And I just decided that I didn't want to be giving my time away to an employer who dictated when I could take vacation or you know, what I needed to do if I had like, childcare issues or anything. I was beholden to an employer. So I really took business seriously. And in 2019, the family and I, we moved lock, stock and barrel from the UK, you can probably tell from my accent, over to Brisbane in Australia. And then the world went into lockdown. <laughs> so we found ourselves... On the other side of the world, with no no family support, nothing, mm. I had two very small children who needed to be homeschooled because as a country, we went into the lockdown and the schools shut. And at the same time, I decided to launch my coaching business. It was something mm. I had been doing for a while. I've been a teacher in the past, but I really decided that I was going to go all in on my business and discovered very quickly that the only way that we could do that effectively was to manage my time effectively. So that was to be putting systems and strategies into place that allowed me to build a flexible business where I could you know, take a day off here, take a day off there, work for an hour, work for two hours around my children. And now we are four years into that business and it is going gangbusters. And I'm just super, super passionate about helping other people achieve their potential, regardless of what's going on, whether we've got children at home, whether you've got a full-time job and you want to be doing something else, whether there's um, medical conditions that get in the way, whatever it is, if you've got a dream, let's make that a reality. Mm. I love that. And I think everyone listening can understand why and I got on so well and why I'm so excited to dive in. So you mentioned that you'd been sort of dabbling in entrepreneurship before starting this business. What did that look like? What were you doing before this business kind of was born? So I think like a lot of people, when you look at starting a business, it, it can feel a little bit daunting. Mm-hmm. So my my first foray into entrepreneurship properly was into network marketing which you know some people like some people don't like I I had massive success in network marketing but it it wasn't giving me the creative freedom that I really wanted so I love creating I love problem solving I love helping others realize their dreams 
So for me, network marketing wasn't the place that I was meant to be. And I have a teaching background. I have a languages background. I am trained in hypnotherapy as well. So I have a a mindset background and that lent itself really, really nicely to me bringing my ideas to life and helping Mm. people in my way. And that's where we got into what I do now, which is coaching. Mm. Yeah, I can kind of see that thread pulling through. I, I really like that. So you had just moved to the other side of the globe when you started your business. And it sounds like you'd been working in the UK as an entrepreneur. Can you talk to us about like the differences, the change of scenery, the change of culture in kind of running your own business? How did that show up for you? What did that look like shifting countries while running your own business? I don't know whether I'm unique in this because honestly, Michelle, <laughs> you've done it. You've done it the other way to me. I've done it the other way. <laughs> to Europe, and I've done Europe to Australia. I was actually born in Germany, and so I've spent a lot of my life moving around. I was a military mm. child. I went to boarding school, and 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 kind of have lived in lots of different places. And then, it, obviously, the plan wasn't to move to the other side of the world <laughs> and spend a year in my in my office. That wasn't the plan. But really, the, the change to the other side of the world was it was brilliant for us. I'd come over to mm. Australia. When I was just I just had my first son. My husband has a brother over here, and I've never been. And I and he said like I was a teacher at the time, so he said like you get a six weeks school holiday when you're a teacher, and everyone travels then. But you're on maternity leave now, so let's go. So we really really maximised <laughs> my maternity leave and came over to Australia. And that was kind of the nail in the coffin because I got Mm -hmm. here and I was like, I could do this. Like, Mm -hmm. like literally the way that I work now, it was like, right, we'll we'll get rid of the the job that restricted me to movement and create a business so that I can literally work wherever I want. Mm -hmm. And my husband, my husband is a vet and absolutely passionate about his job and he could work anywhere in the world, really. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was about really thinking into the future Mm. and what did we want for our boys I have two energetic boys they Mm -hmm. want to run around and be outside and did we want to stay in the UK forever and neither of us really did did we want to oh we considered America we considered Canada and we considered moving back to Europe Mm -hmm. because I speak French and German fluently but my husband doesn't. So Australia it was. And we came <laughs> over. And culturally, it was me, myself and I for a long time because we weren't mm. allowed to go anywhere. Like Australia, we had the borders shut. There was no travel. There was no movement. We were literally inside our rental property for a year with mm. two children. <laughs> so being resourceful, I was like, well, I want to broaden my horizons so I started my coaching business and worked online and that was that was for me that was my way to to stay sane to keep in Mm. touch and and see what was going on all over the world yeah I think it is a very opening experience when we do kind of start finding this online business world that we all sort of work in it's so global people are so open to the fact that we're all over the world and it doesn't really matter I think it's a a very, I don't know, forward thinking space. I really appreciate that mm. as a global citizen too. 
so we so, yeah I think COVID helps a little bit with that because I think mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of people had, had felt very much that business needed to be this face-to-face you needed you needed four yeah. walls and and actually if, if we're pulling anything positive out of, of, of like the last few years it's that there are no wall there are no walls there are no mm-hmm. boundaries in business like literally if you can dream it you can achieve it it's you know very cliched but it's it's so true like mm. you and I are on two different continents in a massively <laughs> different time zone and we are preaching this message like mm. mums you can do whatever you want just yeah. get it out get out of there <laughs> I love that so much and I think that's you know I also grew up moving around a ton and I think it's more natural for people with upbringings like us but you know my partner hadn't moved except for going to the states where we met it sounds like your partner also didn't move around a ton and I think it's really like liberating to show everyone else who didn't grow up as military spouse like military brats or just yeah if you nomads like my parents were that that you know the world is smaller and, and open and I think that kind of flexibility probably speaks to why now you are so into systems and automations and delegations I feel like those two things go hand in hand but how did you kind of stumble upon your love of automation systems all that sort of organize stuff <laughs> kind of crazy really everyone was just saying like, how do you get so much done in a day Emma because yeah. The bit that I missed out, when we emigrated to Australia, I actually got married the week before we moved oh, yes, to Australia. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and just before that, in the in the you know, the six months before that, we sold three houses, sold two businesses, packed up our entire life. And for for me, that wasn't an issue, but people were looking at me and going, Oh my gosh, you've got so much on your plate. How do you do it? And I think that comes down to just having really good systems in place. Like mm. I, I like to organize everything. I think my brain just works in a way where everyone else sees chaos and clutter and I look and I can see the path out. A little mm-hmm. bit like, I guess, being on top of the maze, you mm. know, and everyone else is kind of in the maze and trying to find their way out. But I'm there and I can calculate the next moves and I can see the way out. Mm. So for me, it's it comes really, really naturally. I, mm. I just I, I I just love doing that. I love the organization. I love knowing where things are. Mm. But I'm also really, really passionate about protecting my time. Mm-hmm. I think that the older that I've got, the more introvert that I've got, and people see me, you know, talking on stages, delivering delivering lectures, masterclasses tutoring speaking with my clients and they just assume that I'm extrovert but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really not I, I really really need time to myself to to recover time to be creative so being protective of my time and being organized meant that if I could find a way for the tasks that I do time and time again to be automated I was claiming back precious hours that I could spend with myself or with my family or mm-hmm. traveling or, you know, working with more clients, whatever I wanted, I could do. And I wasn't sacrificing 
my my business income. I'm not paying somebody to do something that a computer system can do. So that's that's my method. It's my automate, delegate, ditch method. It's like, don't pay somebody to do something that a computer system to do. And don't pay for a computer system to do something that shouldn't be done at all. So like we ditch all of the rubbish and then find systems and strategies that allow your business to work seamlessly so mm. that you stay in your genius zone and don't waste any time or any money. And for me, that that's like the most important. It's about being efficient mm-hmm. and selfish I guess it's like I just want I want to do business on my terms I want to do life on my terms Mm -hmm. and automating and systemizing gives me the maximum flexibility the maximum freedom Mm. think yes yes oh my gosh I'm nodding over here like crazy I I think that's something so many of us with multiple balls in the air can really relate to that feeling of if only I could get out, then I could live the life I want to get out from the doing the endless task list. So what mm. advice would you give if we've got people listening who just have all the stuff going on, who are in the weeds, in the trenches, in the maze? How would you encourage them to start looking at what to get started with in systematizing, organizing, planning, automating in their business and maybe their life too? <laughs> The very first thing that I get everyone to do, whether it's, you know, somebody's downloaded my playbook, which we'll link to at the end, or whether Mm -hmm. I'm working with them as a client, is to literally take stock. So don't don't like try to judge what you're doing on day to day, but literally document what are you doing every Mm. day. So if you're spending 10 minutes opening your emails, just make a note. And there's no judgment. There's no like looking at it going, oh my gosh, I've spent too much time doing that or I should be doing something else. Just document, document Mm. exactly what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Have a little look there and see what's your income producing activities. So Mm. what are the things that are moving the needle forward in your business? And again, at this stage, zero judgment This is purely an analytical exercise of what am I doing every day? Where do the hours go in my day? What am I spending my time on? Which ones, because we've got to prioritize them somehow, which ones move the needle forward? Which would be the ones that I would say are your genius zone. That's like your queen bee activities, Mm -hmm. the things that only you can do. Mm -hmm. Look at those. Then look at the next set of tasks. You know, what things are you doing that you that don't necessarily move the needle forward, but you quite enjoy? So for me, I love creating templates. I love creating mm. I could very easily outsource those to a VA, but I actually really, really love doing things like that. Even like around the house, I love going and picking my kids up from school. I love, mm. you know, making them dinner in the evening I love that time with them I could very I could have a cleaner I don't have a cleaner all those things look at Mm -hmm. what you're doing what you love and then have a look at all of the things that you're doing that you really don't like and then have a look at all the things that you're doing that really don't need to be done at all Mm -hmm. let's talk on that one a bit more (laughs) how many hours did you spend scrolling instagram tiktok or facebook Mm -hmm. yeah um you know where where have you been 
making lists when you could have just been doing instead so, you know mm-hmm. they're all about I, I'm going to create the perfect structure and then I'm going to do it and it just get down and do it like get those mm-hmm. things done so that that's where I would start and that even just that allowing yourself that clarity that space of well this is what I do this is what I want to be doing what can I cut so this is that's mm-hmm. the ditch stage. what can what can I cut out what could I consolidate and where could I get some help mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really helpful and I I suspect there's quite a lot on the, you know, what you're actually doing each day list that doesn't need to be done. Like I, I strongly suspect even if we don't do the whole process, just that would be hugely liberating. I know for myself, I have I have a lovely to-do list and it brings me great joy to add to my to-do list. But you're right, it doesn't need to be every single day. So that's a good reminder to check in. So when we're sort of in this assessing what's going on, how do you encourage people to account for the chaos that is being above <laughs> with, you know, kids and timetables and sick days when we're assessing, you know, what we love, what we don't, what could delegate or not, how could we account for the unaccountable, the unplannableness that is children? Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember I worked with a client once and she came to me on a call and she said, Emma, you're going to love me. I've got myself so organized. I've written out my timetable. I've time blocked everything because I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of time blocking. She said, I time blocked everything and I know exactly what I'm doing. And we looked at the calendar and she had literally blocked every minute of every day from the moment that she woke up till the moment that she went to bed which is recipe for disaster because all it takes is something to slip by one minute and Mm -hmm. the entire schedule goes out of the window so the way that I manage my time is I allocate buffer time always and that Mm. goes into my diary like an appointment The other thing that I do is I block, I call it CEO time. It's like time for when I have things that I want to be doing in my business because, Mm -hmm. you know, projects, ideas will come up. And more often than not, the chaos comes from when we try to start lots and lots of little things (laughs) and then we lose track. So I have CEO time and I'm hoping nobody minds me swearing a tiny little bit, but I have a shit list. That's my tiny little bit. I have the fit list. And that's where all of my ideas go. Mm. And I only work through them in my allocated CEO time. So that buffer time I, is really, really important. I start my day generally at 6.30 in the morning. You'll mm. appreciate this. Australians get up really early. We get up early. Oh, we yes. start our day early. So I'll start at 6.30 in the morning and I'll see clients and then I'll have a block. I'll literally three hours non-client time. That's Mm. my time to sort kids out, get me ready, do whatever I want. If I'm organized in that time, then I see it as I have bonus time to choose to to do what I want with. I could do Mm. a bit more of my business. I could sort the house out. I just don't cram my day so tight that I mm. set myself up for failure. So there's buffer time in there, a CEO for my shit list, CEO time, that gets done. And then I have dedicated client time. So 
whether you're running a business or you know you're running your household it could be that if it's just in your household that you say every Monday between nine and 12 that's my getting the house organized time or that's Mm -hmm. my shopping list time so don't book to meet with the girls for a coffee protect that time and have that time for yourself Mm. don't pile your plate too high Mm. yes I think that's really worth holding on to because I think we often juggle a lot and if you're a primary parent or solo parent that can be really like very very hard to not over schedule yourself and yeah it can get really tough but I think holding those appointments as if they were a client appointment as if they were a doctor's appointment I think that's really good advice and you know creating space for you to be a human and have you know human experiences exist within your schedule is really really important I love that so as you're sort of talking about these systems and sort of structures for your life and your day how could we think about the business overall in terms of the types of offers the types of marketing the types of strategies they're going to make sense for this sort of more systematized process and approach Oh, absolutely. I see so many people just trying to do something of everything or trying to do Mm. everything. The key is when we've got other responsibilities, like you're a parent, I'm a parent, two Mm -hmm. boys, like when that phone rings and I see the name of the school, my heart sinks. But Mm -hmm. especially when it's like I've only dropped them off 30 minutes ago. But, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like today, my son was home today and we just had a sofa day today. We literally mm. just watched movies. I knew I was talking to you this evening <laughs> for me. So I didn't plan my day too tight. But when we're thinking about business, what you don't want to be doing is building a business structure that relies 100% on you being in there. Because mm-hmm. you're, there is no room for movement. Now, I'm a big advocate of master your one-to-one to, to validate your offers, master one-to-one. But you want to be thinking about ways that you can reach one-to-many if if mm-hmm. you're like a coach or a therapist or or some kind of um, healer in that space, in that sense. You want to be thinking about how can I reach more people mm-hmm. in the, either the same amount of time or less time. You want to be building in passive and semi-passive means of income into your business so looking at how can you how can you manage your assets so if you run a masterclass could you record that masterclass could you keep that masterclass there that could be sold on as an asset if you're creating resources for your group programs could you sell those resources independently just to make sure that you have got multiple opportunities to make to make bank, whatever it is in in that month, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you need to do, you want to be thinking about how you can protect your time. Mm -hmm. And if it's solely dependent on you, then you have no flexibility. If you're working one-to-one with clients and you book your diary out from nine o'clock until five o'clock, then you're going to lose an awful lot of income if you have to cancel those appointments because Mm -hmm. your child is sick or you're sick or you've got a migraine. 
or something like that. So you really want to think about your offer ladder, your offer structure, and how can you meet your income requirements in the most efficient way? So think mm-hmm. about your offer in terms of one-to-one, one-to-many, passive or semi-passive, and, and try to have a mix, but build up to it. We're not saying mm-hmm. like you and I both, you don't go straight into business and try to do everything all at once. Be oh, gosh, realistic. No. Be realistic. I think as mm-hmm. parents, that's that's probably my biggest takeaway yeah. is don't look at the influencers who are, you know, 20 years old online with no other commitments. And I know some do, but but don't compare yourself Mm -hmm. to someone whose lifestyle and and commitments are completely different this is your race you get to go at your pace Mm -hmm. set your expectation yeah I think that's a very very good point that it's very like misleading is is maybe the wrong word but it's misleading seeing what people present as their business online it's not all that it appears to be, we never get the full picture. Even, you know, you and I, we never show the full picture because it's impossible to show the full picture of what it takes. And I think it can be really hard when you are particularly starting out to put that as the benchmark of success when you have no idea what's going on in the background. And it may make absolutely no sense for the reality of your life and your business that you're building. So, you know, comparison of just past you and are you doing better in whatever form you measure than past Mm -hmm. you I feel like that's that's the measure of success you touched on something and I just want to like highlight it a little bit more you were mentioning if you're already doing something can you spin it off into a passive product a passive income source I think that is such a genius point that probably people are missing that opportunity so can you talk a bit more about that because I think that's a really, really good little nugget that I want everyone listening to take home. Absolutely. So right, creating a successful business on your terms is not constantly about reinventing the wheel. If you're working one-to-one with your clients, then there are going to be resources that you draw on, whether they're in your mind or you've created them. They are going to be structures there are going to be frameworks that you pull from every time you work with somebody so I strongly recommend that you document those as you're doing them and then really think about how could you package those up for people who are perhaps not quite ready to work with you on a one-to-one basis or people who want a little bit of support I had a wonderful client reach out to me who I designed her website last year and she absolutely loved it. And she worked with me to learn how to do her, how to manage her own website. And she contacted me mm-hmm. recently and she said, I'm really thinking about going into web design myself. I really love the process that we went through when I was working with you. I loved the way that you structured it. I loved how you gathered that information. I don't suppose that you have that as a product. I said, well, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> I do. I have a whole package that I have put together that you can purchase that is like my onboarding process is my intake forms it is my client management it's my project management system and she was like thank you and for me that was just something that I've naturally got available and I made it available as a product to people who Mm -hmm. could use it and you could do that literally with 
anything in your business. So what if you look at what you're doing, look at what you've already created Mm-hmm. And how could you package that up in a bite-sized way? And I know, like, Michelle, you're queen of this. You've got so <laughs> many amazing, amazing little mini offers. But think about how you can use what you've already got. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's not a music, a, a Broadway musical. We're not, you know, bells and whistles <laughs> on this. But yeah, don't don't dismiss that collection of resources that you've got stored in Google Drive, that there mm-hmm. could be a little gold mine in there for you. Yeah, I think that's a really, really great starting place. If you are spending all of your time serving a client, you know, I think that's a really, really smart place to get started because you've already got the resources. You really just have to go through the process of setting it up to buy and and you're good to go. I love that. We are going to wrap up, but I would love for you to share how everyone can get to know you more, learn more from you, how we can find you and, you know, maybe work with you, maybe learn from you, because I think you've dropped so many just amazing little nuggets that I'm sure we've got people who want to know more and get to know you and swim in your world a bit more. Oh, absolutely. Now we mentioned as we were talking through my automate delegate ditch process. So I've I've given that over to you, Michelle. Feel free to share. I've got a link in the description. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a really beautiful workbook that will literally, as a playbook, it'll literally just take you through that process and really help you to gain some clarity in your business. So that's a really good starting point. But I keep it quite simple. You can find me at Emma Johnson and Co.com everywhere so on all social media platforms emma johnson and co emma johnson and co emma johnson and co and please head over to the website emma johnson and co.com there are loads of free resources on there to help you sort your mindset sort your business and really set yourself up for success so i would Mm. love to see you in my world and i've really enjoyed getting to know you all yeah thank you so much and I love that you made it easy for us it's all the same handle across everything I love that absolutely (laughs) well thank you so much for joining me this week and thank you listeners for joining us on marketing like a mother if you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs we really appreciate a rating or telling a business friend about the show we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses and until then take care